إِنَّ الْمُتَّقِينَ On the other hand, indeed the righteous, the muttaqeen, the people who had taqwa. Notice this is the the other group. The first group that's mentioned here is mukaddibin, the deniers. And in contrast to them, the muttaqeen. I mean, if you think about it, the opposite of denier is who? Who? A believer. But they're not described as believers, even though they have iman. They're described as muttaqeen. People of taqwa. People who are careful. People who are alert. People who are awake. Because that is taqwa. A sense of alertness, being awake, consciousness. It's a state of wakefulness. That a person is aware of their surroundings. Remember how one of the companions described taqwa? That when you have to pass through a path that is surrounded with thorny shrubs, how would you go? Gather up your clothes because you're alert, you're awake, you are aware of your surroundings. This is taqwa. That a person lives in this life not with heedlessness. That hour after hour is going. Day after day is slipping away. Year after year is going away from our lives. And we are not working towards a goal. This is not taqwa. Taqwa is when a person is careful about every moment of their lives. Taqwa is what will make a person do dhikr when they're waiting in line. Taqwa is... When a person will be careful about what they say, even when they're angry, because they know that angels are writing their every single word. Conscious, alert, serious. Serious person. A person who values himself. So, innal muttaqina, those who live in this way, in this world, innal muttaqin, indeed the righteous, Allah says, they will be fi jannatin, in gardens, wa na'im, and pleasure. Na'im. With regards to the mukaddibin, they were told you're patient or you're not patient. Your condition is not going to change, meaning you will forever be in punishment. Here, in contrast, they will be in na'im, in pleasure, opposite of pain and anguish. Fakihina, ones who will be enjoying. Fakihin, plural of the word fakih. And fakih, fakafha, basically, Fakiha is fruit. Alright, fruit. And fruit, I mean, generally people eat them for what purpose? For the purpose of enjoyment. Right? Yes, there are people who will eat fruit for breakfast. Right? Who will maybe have fruit as a meal. But generally, typically people will eat fruit for what purpose? For the purpose of enjoyment, as dessert. Right? Or as a snack. So, from this, the word faqih is used for a person who is having fun, who's happy, joyful, enjoying himself. So faqihin meaning masrur, delighting, being happy. Why? Bima atahum rabbuhum, because of what their Lord gave them. Or with that, bima understood as because of what? Meaning because of all the gifts that Allah will give them, they'll be happy. They'll be enjoying themselves. Or, bima, secondly, with what? That the blessings that Allah will give them, the gifts that Allah will give them, they will be enjoying them. Fakihina bima atahum rabbuhum. 
As we learn in Surah Al-Dhariyat, أَخِذِينَ مَا آتَاهُمْ رَبُّهُمْ They'll take whatever their Lord will give them. وَوَقَاهُمْ رَبُّهُمْ And their Lord will have saved them. He will have protected them. From what? From عذاب الجحيم From the punishment of hellfire. May Allah protect all of us. They'll be told, كُلُوا Eat وَشْرَبُوا And drink. Eat and drink. How? Hani'an. In full satisfaction, in full enjoyment. Why? Bima kuntum ta'amalun because of what you did. Not because of what you discussed. Because of what you did. Look at the word hani'an. Hani'an is from the root letters ha, noon, hamza. And hana, hana is that which is received without any difficulty. There are some things which when we want to get them requires a lot of hard work. And then there are other things which come easily. So hana is that which is gained or received without any difficulty. And hana is also that which is satisfying. Satisfying. I want you to think about this. Imagine you decide one day that you're going to bake something. You don't generally go into the kitchen. You decide to bake something. So you find a recipe. Right? And then you watch a video and then you see how you figure it out. You get all the ingredients and very, you know, happily or very confidently you go into the kitchen. And as you start working, it gets hard. Recently I saw a friend, they were trying to make Rice Krispie squares. Alright? That required just melting some marshmallows and adding some chocolate to it. And, you know, they started very confidently. But they delayed putting the Rice Krispies into the marshmallow and Basically, it got very hard and very strange. All right, So I could see the frustration on their face. When you start doing something with a lot of confidence, but then it doesn't bring you the result that you expected or the result that you wanted, is it satisfying? It's extremely frustrating. Because you were so excited. You put in so much hard work. And then at the end, what did you get? Something that didn't even taste that good. So it's not satisfying. Hana, on the other hand, is what? That which can be done easily. When you do it, it's satisfying. When you get it, it's satisfying. And it's also beneficial. Meaning in its consequences, in its result, it's good. Because sometimes what happens is that you make something and when you eat it, then you don't feel that good. Right? And even if you don't feel that good, you have this guilt in your heart. I should not have had that much sugar. Alright? Hani an is the exact opposite of that. Hani, take it easily. Enjoy it fully. And have no guilt. You understand what I mean? Because in this world, when we enjoy something, do we have any guilt afterwards? Yes. We have some level of guilt. You know, you just think about some other person who's in a different country, You're eating something and as you're eating, you check the news and there you find out about people in a different country drowning in the water because they're running to save their lives and so much in the world is going on and you feel guilty enjoying yourself. But in Jannah, Allah will say, كُلُوا وَشْرَبُوا هَنِيئًا Eat and drink in full satisfaction. You don't need to feel guilty. You don't need to feel bad. No, and it's not going to harm you in any way. Full enjoyment. Why? Bima kuntum ta'amalun because of what you used to do. Muttaki'ina. Ones who will be reclining.
Muttaki'een, plural of muttaki'. One who is reclining. Who can really recline? Who? Someone who is relaxed. Right? Because even if, you know, you're supposed to relax at a certain time, but you have work on your mind, or the fear of work on your mind, can you relax? No. You're sitting stiff. Right? Muttaki'ina. They will be reclining ala sururin upon thrones that will be masfufa, lined up. Surur is the plural of the word sarir. And what is sarir? A bed. But what kind of a bed? Elevated and also comfortable. So it's like a couch. Something that we are perhaps used to. So muttaki'ina ala sururin masfufa. Masfufa from the word saf. And saf is a row. What does this mean? One sarir after the other, after the other. Why? Because they'll have good company. Good company. And you know the word sarir, what does it show? That the place where they'll be sitting will be super comfortable and spacious. Because sometimes you're sitting in a very good company, but the place you're sitting on is not that comfortable. It's tight. So muttaki'ina ala sururin masfufatin. وَزَوَّجْنَاهُمْ And we will have them married to بِحُورٍ عِينٍ حُور Plural of the word حَوْرَاء And حَوْرَاء is used for a very beautiful woman with a very glowing complexion. Glowing, fair. And عِينٍ Plural of the word عَيْنَاء And عَيْنَاء from عَيْن عَيْن is eye. And عَيْنَاء refers to a woman with beautiful, attractive, wide eyes. So وَزَوَّجْنَاهُمْ بِحُورٍ عِينٍ Yes, the men are not mentioned, but of course. I mean... If women are beautiful, that means people of Jannah are supposed to be beautiful. Alright? Everybody is supposed to be beautiful. Because I don't know why, but when people read these ayat or these descriptions, they get upset. Right? And instead of appreciating the beauty of Jannah that Allah has mentioned over here, we get distracted by certain descriptions. The point is that no one will be lonely in Jannah. And that is what's being emphasized in this verse. If you see, muttaki'ina ala sururin masfufa. Sururin masfufa, not just one couch, but multiple. In rows. And this is referring to the majalis, the gatherings that people will be in paradise. Good company. Because what is good food without good company? What is a good drink without good company? You need company. That is when it's a great experience. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا And those who believe وَاتَّبَعَتْهُمْ The people who have believed wa and اِتَّبَعَتْهُمْ It followed them. Who followed them? ذُرِّيَّتُهُمْ Their children, their descendants. Their descendants followed them. They followed them in what? بِإِيمَانٍ In faith, in iman. Parents had iman and their children also had iman. But we see that in Jannah, what will happen? Each person will be given their rank, will be given their position based on what? On their deeds. Right? And we know that as people, we will not find two people whose level of deeds is exactly the same, who are equal in terms of their iman. Everybody is different. Isn't it so? So, what will happen then? People from the same family, they'll be scattered all over Jannah? Scattered all over Jannah. Allah says that those who believe and their children also followed them in Iman. 
meaning parents had iman and the children had iman then what will happen alhaquna we will join bihim with them zurriyatahum their children alhaquna lam haqaf ilhaq and ilhaq we have done this word earlier what this means is that when something catches up with or joins what was before it okay so for example two people two cars are driving one is in front the other is way behind huge difference and then finally there's a stop sign or there's a red light and then the first car stops and the other comes and joins it this is ilhaq so alhaqna bihim zurriyatahum we will join with them their children meaning their children their level will be upgraded and there is a possibility that you know if parents and children are to be joined then one possibility is that the one whose rank is lower they are upgraded another possibility is that the one whose rank is higher is downgraded that's also possible right but allah says he makes it clear here that wama and not alatnahum we will reduce them min amalihim from their deeds min shay'in anything alatna hamzalamta we have done this word earlier la yalitkum he will not reduce you it means naqs so none of their deeds will be reduced meaning their reward will not be reduced no one will be demoted there is only promotion right there is only promotion the second thing that's mentioned in this ayah is kullu mri'in bima kasaba rahim and we will get there but first let's talk about the first part of this ayah which is that how important family unity is to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that people of the same family be together how important it is to allah that in jannah if people from the same household from the same family are scattered in different levels in different places they'll be joined together no one will be demoted everyone will be promoted and this will happen in both ways that if the level of the parents is higher then the children their level will be taken higher also but if it's the opposite that a child is righteous and so the children's level is higher and the parents level is lower then what will happen the parents will be taken to a higher level we learned that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that verily allah will elevate the grade of a righteous servant in jannah a righteous servant their level will be will be elevated in jannah and that person will ask oh allah how did i earn this where did this come from how did this happen and allah will say because of your child's dua for you that your child used to make dua for you and because of your children your level is increased your level is elevated so what do we see over here that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his reward is abundant he is most generous most generous and how latif allah is how kind he is that he knows he has created us right and he knows our weaknesses you know the love that we have and the attachment that we have to our families he knows that he has created this love and yes it hurts when you're far apart from your closest family members 
Even if you are in a good condition and they're in a good condition, but you miss each other. How latif Allah is that He will bring families together so they don't miss each other. How important this is. I mean, if you think about it, it wasn't necessary because parents are in Jannah, children are in Jannah, where they're in Jannah, just enjoy. But part of the enjoyment is to be, is to be together. If Allah cares about this, why shouldn't we care about this? Who are we to decide that somebody should not meet their family members? Because it happens sometimes in this world that how people will not allow a certain individual to meet their family. Right? Like for example, a husband will not allow the wife to go to her parents or to visit them. This is zulm. I mean, yes, it's understandable if she's there all the time and he's concerned that, you know, he comes home, there's no food, nothing. She's never there. So that's understandable. But if he doesn't allow her, this is not right. Family unity is very, very important. It's important to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, what's mentioned in this ayah is that kullum ri'im bima kasaba raheen. Kullum ri'im, every person, every individual, whoever they are, whether they believe or they don't believe, whatever they are, bima kasaba, for what they earn, they are raheen. Raheen, one who is retained, basically raheen from the root letter is raha noon rahan, Rahan is collateral. Basically, what is given as a surety when taking a loan. So basically, a person is taking a loan. Alright? But the lender, the one who's giving the money, he wants to make sure that the loan will be returned to him. You understand? Like for example, you go to a store and you want to rent some equipment. Right? And the rent is, let's say, $15 an hour. So you say, I'm going to take it for two hours and you give $30 and you walk out. Now there is a possibility you never return with that equipment. So what do they do? They say, give us $300 deposit. Right? When you will bring this equipment back, you will get your $300 back. Isn't it? So that $300 is what? Rahan. Alright? It's Rahim. It's collateral. So when do you get that money back? When you return... When you return the equipment. Alright? Allah says that every person is raheen. Every person is raheen. Meaning every person is a prisoner. Prisoner. Just like that $300 is locked over there. Similarly, we are also locked. Every single individual is like a prisoner. The soul of each person is locked. It is not free. So when and how will it become free? Bima kasaba. By what they will earn. Meaning, if a person will bring the right deeds, the correct deeds on the day of judgment, then they will be set free. And what is freedom? When a person is admitted into Jannah. That is freedom. There is no freedom outside of Jannah. This is why the Prophet ﷺ said that this world is like a prison for the believer. You're not free here. Right? I mean, we may think we're free, we may feel that we're free sometimes, but we're not. I mean, if you think about it, every single word of ours is being written, are we free? In Surah Qaf, what did we learn? مَا يَلْفِظُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيبٌ عَتِيدٌ Constant surveillance. Correct? We're not free. 
سو کل عمری ان بیما کسب رہین اللہ سبحان و تعالی has created us for his worship when we will fulfill that purpose when we will worship him when we will bring the right deeds then we will be set free what are those deeds that will set a person free on the day of judgment first and foremost it is iman right it is iman and secondly amal salih and yes the quantity of that there is a required quantity like for example if a person lived a life of 30 years then how many salawat were they required to pray there is a certain amount of quantity that must be fulfilled but quantity is not everything it's the quality also that matters and of the deeds that will set us free are also the charity that we give the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said that every one of the children of adam has been created with 360 joints meaning in our body that's what we have so he who declares the glory of allah meaning allahu akbar and he praises allah meaning he says alhamdulillah and he declares allah to be one meaning he says la ilaha illallah and he glorifies allah meaning he says subhanallah and he seeks forgiveness from allah meaning he says astaghfirullah right or he removes a stone or a thorn or a bone from people's path or he enjoins what is right and forbids what is wrong and he does it all the way to 360 meaning 360 good deeds then he will walk that day having saved himself from the fire so with every good deed we do every day what are we doing we are freeing ourselves from what from what from the fire kullum ri'im bima kasaba rahin we are not free here wa amdadnahum Allah says and we will provide them amdadna mim dal dal madda amadda is to basically stretch to elongate something mad from the same root what is mad when you stretch the sound the alif right and imdad is to provide provide continuously so that the supplies that a person has been given as soon as they run out of them they're reinforced as soon as they run out reinforced in fact before they run out they're reinforced so that they always have it so wa amdadnahum we will continue to provide them such that they will never be empty handed with what bifakihatin with fruit meaning in jannah an endless supply of provision what provision for the purpose of enjoyment because it is fakiha wa lahmin and also meat what kind of meat mimma yashtahun from whatever they desire from whatever they wish whatever they crave right here maybe you have to go to crave grill or something i've heard about it never been there and your cravings are not truly fulfilled are they you want something you know it's described in a certain way and you really like it and you place the order but as it comes in front of you it's not what you had expected it to be it's completely different or you have it and it's not satisfying allah says wa amdadnahum bi fakihatin wa lahmin but how mimma yashtahun exactly as they like it exactly as they will desire it in surah waqi'ah ayah 32 and 33 allah says wa fakihatin kathiratin la maqtu'atin wa la mamnu'ah 
The gifts of Jannah will never end. Never run out. يَتَنَازَعُونَ They will exchange. فِيهَا in it, meaning in Jannah. يَتَنَازَعُونَ from the word تَنَازُر. نَزَعَ نَزَعَ is to basically pull. To pull. To snatch. To take something away from the other by force. This is نَزَعَ Extract. Right? And تَنَازُر تَنَازُر is when two or more people are taking something away from each other. You understand? So, يَتَنَازَعُونَ They will take from each other. They will take from each other. What will they take from each other? كَأْسًا A cup. And of course, what's in that cup? It's not empty. It's got a delicious drink in it. Now tell me something. When can you walk up to somebody and take their cup from their hand? Take their cup from their hand and drink from it. When can you do that? Can you do that to any random person? Can you do that even to a friend? Someone very close to you. Right? Someone whom you truly feel comfortable with. You know that you're not being judged. Right? And there is such a level of friendliness and closeness that you know that if you take something from their hand, they're not going to get offended. They're not going to get offended. So, يَتَنَازَعُونَ فِيهَا كَأْسًا What this is referring to is the informality that will be there in the people of Jannah for each other. That doesn't mean they'll be offensive. That just means they'll chill in the real sense. Because we go out to chill, but we don't truly chill. We don't. We're so fake. We're so pretentious. We're so self-conscious. Because she said something or she might feel something or he might say something or we're not relaxed. This is the reality of this world. We're always on guard. Always on guard. And yes, we should be careful. No doubt. But, you know, it drains you. In Jannah, there is no restriction. There is no feeling of awkwardness. يَتَنَازَعُونَ فِيهَا كَأْسًا So relaxed they will be that they will take you know, somebody's cup, just easily. Another problem in this world is of course germs. Right? Germs. I mean, little kids even, what do they say? It has your germs on it. Recently I saw a child saying that to their mother. It has your germs on it. I'm not going to share your cup because it has your germs on it. I mean, it's necessary for children to have that understanding here because you can't go up to any random person and start drinking from their cup. Right? But this is a problem of this world. But in Jannah, no such problem, right? So, يَتَنَازَعُونَ فِيهَا كَأْسًا Now, there's another meaning of the word يَتَنَازَعُونَ. It is said that تَنَازُر تَنَازَعَ فِي As it's mentioned over here, it also means to exchange or to to pass from one to the other. Alright? To exchange or to pass from one to the other. And what this means is that in Jannah, if a person is drinking something, it's not that they're the only ones. Everybody's got something. There's so much, you know, that they will finish something and then they will get more and they will pass it along. Get more and then pass it along. Get more and then pass it along. Because there's an endless supply. And there's never ending time. So you can enjoy and talk as much as you want and have fun as much as you want. So, يَتَنَازَعُونَ فِيهَا كَأْسًا 
Because in this world what happens? You sit down with your friends and you start having tea or coffee or whatever you like and then eventually the cup becomes empty. Right? Or the pitcher becomes empty. Or the bottle becomes empty. And when that is empty, that means khalas. Now get up and do something. But here, يَتَنَازَعُونَ فِيهَا كَأْسًا They will keep passing on, one to the other. As if insisting on giving and taking. يَتَنَازَعُونَ فِيهَا كَأْسًا لَا لَغْوٌ فِيهَا And the drink that they will have, Allah says, لَا لَغْوٌ فِيهَا There is no لَغْو in it. Meaning no لَغْو that will result from it. Lahu is what? Useless talk. Right? And it refers to basically vulgarity in speech which is a result of intoxication. Meaning the drink they will have, no matter how much they have, they will never become intoxicated because of which they will say vulgar words. Wala ta'theem. Nor any commission of sin. Ta'theem to commit ithm. To commit sin. Because what happens in this world? As people drink, they become intoxicated. As they get intoxicated, either they say something bad or they do something bad. But in Jannah, nothing like that. So what does it show? Endless enjoyment, unity, true unity. The hearts will be one together. No bad feeling for any person, which is why يَتَنَازَعُونَ فِيهَا كَأْسًا No one getting offended and no one getting hurt. And no one doing anything wrong because of what they're enjoying. We see that Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, it is said that he never drank alcohol even before Islam. Never. Somebody once asked him that did you ever drink wine before Islam? And he said, A'udhu billah, never. Why? Not because he didn't like the taste of it. Right? He simply never tried it. Why? Because he saw a person who was intoxicated. And in that state of intoxication, that person, he had something in his hand that he would pick up from the ground, he would bring it to his mouth in order to eat it, but then the smell would be so horrible that he would throw it. And then again in that state of drunkenness, he would pick it up and bring it to his mouth to eat it, and then throw it away. And what was that? It was his own feces. So Abu Bakr anhu, when he saw this man in a state of such intoxication, he decided never to drink wine to preserve his dignity. To preserve his dignity. And Allah says that the drink of Jannah is such that لا لغون فيها ولا تأثيم There is no ill speech or commission of sin because of that drink. وَيَطُوفُ عَلَيْهِمْ يَطُوفُ And he will circulate عَلَيْهِمْ among them. طَافَ يَطُوفُ is to go around. Right? طَوَافُ from the same root to go around the Kaaba. So يَطُوفُ عَلَيْهِمْ He will go among them, around them. Who? غِلْمَانٌ لَهُمْ غِلْمَانٌ Servant boys. لَهُمْ For them, meaning dedicated to serve them and them only. Nobody else. Nobody else. Because sometimes what happens, you go somewhere, somebody's supposed to be serving you, but then you have to keep waiting. You have to keep waiting for them to come and take your order, and then you have to keep waiting for them to come to you, or to look at you at least, so that you can ask when your food will already come. Right? Here we see غِلْمَانٌ lahum, Dedicated to them. And the word غِلْمَان is the plural of غُلَام. Who is غُلَام? A young boy. Servants here, to serve them. 
And these servants, Allah says, كَأَنَّهُمْ As if they are لُؤْلُؤُن Pearls. What kind of pearls? Maknoon, Well protected. Maknoon from kaf noon noon can can is basically a cover, right? And maknoon is that which is kept within a cover. So lu lu maknoon meaning pearls which are kept within their covers. Why are pearls kept like that? Hmm? Because they're delicate. They could get scratched, right? They could get stained, they could get damaged. So in order to preserve them, you keep them in a case, in a cover. So لُؤْلُؤُمْ maknoon. what does it mean? Perfect in their beauty, not a blemish, nothing like that, not a stain, nothing like that. And if this is the state of the servants of Jannah, then what do you think about those who are being served in Jannah? وَيَطُوفُ عَلَيْهِمْ غِلْمَانٌ لَهُمْ And look at how the غِلْمَان are described, as if they're pearls. Right? You know, rolling pearls, beautiful, delicate, Elegant in their movement. وَأَقُبَلَ And as they're enjoying all of this, Allah says, وَأَقُبَلَ And He will approach. بَعْضُهُمْ Some of them. عَلَى بَعْضٍ To others. Meaning, they will turn to each other. يَتَسَاءَلُونَ They will ask one another. Now the conversations are being mentioned. That yes, this is the enjoyment. But what is it that people of Jannah will talk about? What will their discussions be about? Because of course here they will have time to talk. So they will ask each other. يَتَسَاءَلُونَ تَسَاءُلْ is to ask someone. Right? To ask one another. قَالُوا So they will ask each other about their history, their story. So what's your story? And what's your story? And where did you come from? And what did you deal with in the world? What struggles did you have? And what tests did you have? يَتَسَاءَلُونَ قَالُوا They will say, إِنَّا كُنَّا Indeed, we were. قَبْلُ Before, meaning in the world, we were fi ahlina in our families, mushfiqeen, fearful. We lived with fear in our families, within our families. Mushfiqeen, plural of mushfiq. And who is mushfiq? One who is afraid. Right? Ishfaq. Remember, this word gives a meaning of fear as well as love. It's concern, basically. So they were mushfiqeen in their families, fi ahlina. And remember the word ahl, refers to family, and it's basically a person's family through, because the word ahl also applies to wife. Okay? So through one's wife, or through one's spouse, so it's referring to the immediate family. So they will say that in our families, meaning immediate family members, we were afraid. Why were they afraid? Why were they afraid? I mean, if there's any place where you feel secure, is where? With your family. They didn't feel secure even at home. Why? What's the reason? Okay, why else? One possibility could be because their families perhaps opposed them in their faith. Remember, this is a Makki surah. Right? And in Makkah, majority of the Muslims, what was their condition? They lived with their families. They didn't do hijrah yet. Yes, many Muslims had migrated to Abyssinia, but many of them were still in Makkah. They were living with their families. Right? And their families were not supportive of their Islam. So they were afraid. Afraid about their faith, hiding their faith, practicing secretly. Fi ahlina mushfiqeen. 
This is how lonely they were. And these people didn't just exist at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. There are people today also who feel lonely within their families because of their iman, because of their faith. إِنَّا كُنَّا قَبْلُ فِي أَهْلِنَا مُشْفِقِينَ Secondly, what this means is also that in, at home, they were fearful, as in, fearful of displeasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because generally, you know, we let go of our guard, right? We become relaxed when? When we're with our families. So we'll dress up in certain ways, or we'll talk in certain ways, or we will talk about certain things which we won't do when we are with others. And this is why, this is a very common thing to talk about, that people are very good when they're outside, but when they're at home, they become very different. So, fi ahlina mushfiqeen, what does it mean? Afraid of Allah, even at home. Even at home. When alone with their spouse, even at that time, fearful of Allah. Fi ahlina mushfiqeen. This is the quality of the people of Jannah. Because, ittaqillaha haythuma kunta. Fear Allah no matter where you are. Outside or at home. In public or in private. Thirdly, another meaning is that inna kunna qablu fi ahlina. Fi giving the meaning of concerning or about. That we were regarding our families mushfiqeen. We were so worried about our families. So worried. So afraid for our children, for our spouses, always worried about their iman, about their spiritual condition. Fi ahlina mushfiqeen. We were afraid for them, worried about them, concerned about their iman. Are they praying or not? Do they have sincere faith or not? Are they fulfilling their obligations or not? Many times we are concerned about our families. But our concerns are limited to what? Nutrition and money. Are they eating well? Are they studying good so that they can make money? Are they working? We should be concerned about the dunya, but what about their deen? Because dunya will go away very quickly. It will go away very quickly. So, إِنَّا كُنَّا قَبْلُ فِي أَهْلِنَا مُشْفِقِينَ فَمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا they will say in Jannah that Allah conferred favor upon us. He bestowed such a huge favor on us. On us, this can be understood as us, as in the person who is afraid, in his family. What was the favor of Allah? That Allah replaced fear with safety, with security, danger with security. And that's what happened with many people. I mean, if you look at the Sahaba in Mecca, how they lived in fear. Allah favored them, took them out of that state of fear and put them in Medina where they were safe and secure. Allah favored them. Many times it happens that when a person faces opposition from the closest people, he gives up. Allah favored us. He bestowed a huge favor on us that He gave us stability and firmness that we didn't give up. فَمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا وَوَقَانَا عَذَابَ السَّمُومِ And He saved us, He protected us from the scorching punishment. عَذَاب, the punishment of السَّمُومِ Samum from Sin Mim Mim, basically some is poison. And Samum is used for heat storm because it's poisonous in its effect. It's disastrous, it, it can kill. 
a hot sandstorm, hot desert wind. This is samum. And here it refers to hellfire. Adab samum. They will say, Inna kunna, indeed we were. Min qablu before, nad'uhu. We used to make dua to him. We would make dua to him. We would call upon him regarding ourselves that, Oh Allah, give us firmness and stability. That, Oh Allah, make our families righteous. إِنَّا كُنَّا مِنْ قَبْلُ نَدْعُوهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْبَرُّ الرَّحِيمُ Indeed He, Allah, He is definitely Al-Bar Al-Rahim. Bar, from the root letters Ba-Ra-Ra. Bir is righteousness, kindness. It basically gives the meaning of to be amply and extensively good. Allah has been so good to us. He is Al-Rahim. He is so kind. He accepted our dua and He gave us more than what we asked Him. إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْبَرُّ الرَّحِيمُ Let's listen to the recitation of these verses and then we'll discuss. إِنَّ الْمُتَّقِينَ فِي جَنَّاتٍ فَاكِهِينَ بِمَا آتَاهُمْ رَبُّهُمْ وَوَقَاهُمْ رَبُّهُمْ عَذَابَ الْجَحِيمِ كُلُوا وَاشْرَبُوا هَنِيئًا بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ مُتَّكِئِينَ عَلَى سُرُرٍ مَصْفُوفَةٍ وَزَوَّجْنَاهُمْ بِحُورٍ عِينٍ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَاتَّبَعَتْهُمْ ذُرِّيَّتُهُمْ بِإِيمَانٍ أَلْحَقْنَا بِهِمْ ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ وَمَا أَلَتْنَاهُمْ مِنْ عَمَلِهِمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ كُلُّ امْرِئٍ بِمَا كَسَبَ رَهِينٌ وَأَمْدَدْنَاهُم بِفَاكِهَةٍ وَلَحْمٍ مِّمَّا يَشْتَهُونَ يَتَنَازَعُونَ فِيهَا كَأْسًا لَّا لَغْوٌ فِيهَا وَلَا تَأْثِيمٌ وَيَطُوفُ عَلَيْهِمْ غِلْمَانٌ لَهُمْ كَأَنَّهُمْ لُؤْلُؤٌ مَكْنُونَ وَأَقْبَلَ بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ يَتَسَاءَلُونَ قَالُوا إِنَّا كُنَّا قَبْلُ فِي أَهْلِنَا مُشْفِقِينَ فَمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا وَوَقَانَا عَذَابَ السَّمُومِ إِنَّا كُنَّا مِنْ قَبْلُ نَدْعُوهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْبَرُّ الرَّحِيمُ You know when people are afraid for their families, have you ever seen parents crying for their children? Or because of their children? Maybe as a mother you've cried for your children? Or you've seen somebody else cry because of their children? And how much dua they make? 
But it's amazing how when we are in that state of desperation, of helplessness, what do we do? Sometimes we feel it's never going to be over. And from the conversations of the people of Jannah, what do we see? It's past, it's gone, it's history, it's over. We were so scared. We used to make so much dua. And Allah was so kind, so good to us. He took us out of that difficulty and He gave us this Jannah. So when we are in a state of fear, when we are afraid because of our families or about our families, when we're crying because of them, then what is it that we need to have? Hope. Always have hope. Allah will answer my prayers. He will. Have this hope. Because look at how these people were also afraid and Allah favored them. He responded to their du'as because He is the most kind, the most merciful. Don't we learn stories of the Sahaba who one person was, you know, think about Abu Bakr anhu since we discussed him. Abu Bakr anhu was such a person whose entire family accepted Islam. Even his father eventually accepted Islam. Abu Bakr anhu, when he would give in charity a lot of money, all right, his father would get very upset. In fact, we learned that when the Prophet ﷺ, he did hijrah with Abu Bakr anhu, Abu Bakr anhu took his money with him. When his father found out, he came to Abu Bakr's house and he asked Abu Bakr's daughter, Asma, that what did he leave for you? And Abu Quhafa, the father of Abu Bakr anhu, he was blind. So Asma, anha, she made him feel some basically stones. That, oh look, he's, he's left so much gold for us. She tricked him over there. Abu Quhafa was not happy with Abu Bakr's Islam. He was not happy with his hijrah. He was not happy with his sadaqah. He was not happy that Abu Bakr would buy slaves and set them free. He didn't like that at all. He was very dunya focused. But what happened? Abu Quhafa one day embraced Islam. Abu Bakr anhu's own son did not embrace Islam initially. And eventually he did. So never give up. We give up very quickly. You know, a small test happens, something small. We cry and cry and cry. We're so afraid, mushfiqeen. But in that state of mushfiqeen, what do we need to do? Dua, dua. Inna kunna min qablu nadruhu. Spend your time begging Allah, asking Allah. You see, problems that we face from coworkers or whoever. Yes, there are times or people at school. We will see them. It'll be bad, but then when we're home, we can forget about them. But if we're having problems with our family members, then these are problems that we cannot avoid. We cannot run away from. Isn't it? They're real. We cannot escape them. So how, how is it that we solve these problems? By turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this should make us think that how afraid am I about my family members? That if I'm making dua for myself, what about my family members? Because sometimes we think, oh, they're not interested in deen. You know, so-and-so, this person, my family, my brother, or my this, or my that, they're not interested. They're, you know, hopeless case, or whatever we want to describe it as. Never give up on any person in your family. 
care about them, worry about them. Didn't the Prophet ﷺ try his best to have Abu Talib accept Islam? Abu Talib is dying. And the Prophet ﷺ is standing next to him, requesting him again and again. Say one word at least, so I can intercede for you. He didn't give up. He didn't. So those whom we love, please never give up on them. We should be concerned about them. Make dua for them. Because look at these discussions of the people of Jannah. How beautiful it is. وَأَقْبَلَ بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَىٰ بَعْضٍ يَتَسَاءَلُونَ They will ask each other, what's your story? What grieved you? What were your trials? What were your hardships? And overall, this is the summary of everyone's story. That, إِنَّا كُنَّا قَبْلُ فِي أَهْلِنَا مُشْفِقِينَ We were worried at home. We were worried about our families. We were afraid even at home. فَمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا But Allah didn't abandon us. He favored us. وَوَقَانَ عَذَابَ السَّمُومَ And ultimately He saved us from the scorching fire. إِنَّا كُنَّا مِنْ قَبْلُ نَدْعُوهُ We used to call upon Him. We used to make dua to Him. And He never disappointed us. إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْبَرُّ الرَّحِيمُ He is Al-Barr, the one who is very kind. Al-Rahim, the merciful. He gave us what we wanted. 